0: That is massive pressure that is being put on Kirby Star. If he faces it down and says, we're not doing that, and then wins, it won't matter. But if it doesn't, it will be doubly difficult if he doesn't make a change and they don't win.
1: What's up, Georgia football fans? My name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 216 of the and Since Last Saturday podcast. I'm joined today by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, and we recorded this episode on location. Yes, who said podcasting outside of a restaurant in 45-degree weather wasn't a good idea? Well, it turns out it was a good idea. We had a ton of fun and would like to thank the Pub on Main in Watkinsville, Georgia, for hosting us. The Pub on Main is part of the SP2 Hospitality Group. You've heard us speak all season about El Barrio and the Pine, but they were having their Wednesday whiskey and wings special and so Will, Tony and I, we packed up our families and headed out for an end of podcast football season dinner celebration. And then we set up our mics outside on the patio and provided our thoughts on what this twenty nineteen Georgia football season really meant to us and what we think it might mean to you. We get into what we think Kirby needs to do during this recruiting period, the first signing day and the coaching carousel that's going on right now, all before the team heads off to New Orleans to face off versus Baylor in the Sugar Bowl. And towards the end of the show, we also announce the winner of the Fun Office Pools Season Championship and get into some buy or sell as well. So let's just jump on into it. And as you hear us getting set up for the show... You'll hear Sarah, the general manager from the restaurant of the Pub on Main. She'll sit down with us at the beginning to share some exciting news about their restaurant and what it means for you whiskey connoisseurs. Hope you enjoy episode 216.
0: He's been recording for 13 minutes.
1: We probably get two.
2: At least, at least
0: it's a dream. If Jennifer passes out in the yard, somebody pick her up.
2: Okay. I can, Ed and I can.
1: <laughs> so, Sarah, I'm going to have you sit here. Okay. I'm just going to put these on to make sure every... He's also been
0: recording for 12 minutes, so... Ooh, uh, fantastic. Oh, are, we got some
3: good background
0: I in, in retrospect, I feel terrible. I just randomly started talking, giving away all my bank
3: information. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the not a big deal. My social is <laughs> 867 <laughs> Oh, we're going to talk to Sarah now? Hey, no. this Hello, is Tony.
0: Will. I'm Will. <laughs> we are at the Pub on Main here in Watkinsville. Uh, this is good Ooh. for a Five Points guy. Ooh. It's nice to see how things are out here in, in the, the country. In the country, <laughs> And uh, it, it, this place is wonderful. I have to say this is an absolutely incredible place. I was expecting, like, a lot more cows, but it's awesome. It's incredible here. The cow- I don't mean specifically here. I just mean, you know, you know how Five Points people think of Watkinsville. The
3: cows are down near my house. Yeah, yes, fine.
0: yes. But uh, this place is great, uh, and uh, I will s- confess, like Five Points Bottle Shop, I have gotten here. And I drink a liquid, and I feel differently afterwards. Uh, So I'm in a good spot. And we are here... With uh, uh your, your name is Alejandro, is, that what it is?
2: that's correct? correct. Yes, Her name Alejandro. is
0: Alejandro. Uh, Alejandro. Sarah Alejandro. Sarah Sarah Sarah. That's right. Sarah is correct <laughs> name. Uh, Sarah is here uh, and putting up with us tonight. More accurately, putting up with our children tonight because happy uh, to. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, go check. We'll see who. I don't know who has to clean up the bathroom at the end of the night, but uh, it's not me. <laughs> good. So, uh, but thank you, So, so tell tell us about uh, about this this place I have discovered tonight. I have to say I love with uh, it warms the cockles of my heart
2: so the pub on Main is um a very family-centric restaurant we have a very large yard we have cornhole we have yard games um, unlike most restaurants in watkinsville or the surrounding areas we actually really pick up in the summer because people can come when their kids are out of school and just kind of let them let them run around um, so we're really looking forward to the spring we're we're still very much here in the winter. (laughs) Um, But, you know, people want to be in and around town um, more for the winter to see all the Athens lights now, and stuff. Now this
3: is important. Can I wear jeans here?
2: Absolutely. Okay. A thousand I make sure. percent. My you kids can, are welcome. Yeah. Yes, as long as your bits and bobs are covered you're good. <laughs> bits and yeah, bobs bits are definitely and covered. Bits and bobs covered. You can, uh, you can be here absolutely. You, you drive
0: a hard bargain. But you uh, insist. <laughs> nevertheless. Uh, I have to say too, like one, one of the nice things uh, about this place to me, it really does feel like First off, you talked about the spring. Like, we're outside right now, and it's totally fine. But oh, This is uh, a perfectly yeah, lovely front porch. Well, I mean, uh, to, be, to be fair, you're from Illinois. So, this yeah. is a beautiful May this Day. This is what the weather's supposed to be like in June, frankly. <laughs> um, but more to the point, like, I have to say, you know, I was worried because, you know, we, we did this podcast, and we knew some of our kids were going to be around here. I was like, what are we going to do with them? We're all going to go. But then I got here, and I was like, holy crap, they got like, they got tons of stuff around here.
2: Tons of it. stuff for kids, and tons of stuff for adults. I haven't even gotten to that part yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a fantastic, we it. have Oh yes Yes you have We have a great bar selection We have a frosé machine Which is very popular <laughs> Very um,
0: popular with, with uh, Scott's wife
2: Very yeah Very p- popular um, cocktails as well But we have a lot of really rare uh, Whiskies and bourbons That a lot of our you know more local competitors don't necessarily have um, starting in January we're going to do a whiskey club uh, so there will be a membership I'm not sure what that looks like yet we're still working out the details and maybe I just want to keep some of them secret but <laughs> the main point is that we will be starting a whiskey club we'll have really rare highly allocated whiskeys that are only available for club members some of those heavy hitters that we have at the beginning of the queue. We've got the Old Forester birthday bourbon, which is impossible to find.
3: This is good podcast, by the way, because the look on my face is amazing.
2: Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's where all the pauses are. I'm reacting to his reactions that are all silent. We also have Sazerac 18, which I just did a quick Google before we hopped on here. $1,500 a bottle online. You can't find it. And that's just because of simple economic supply and demand. There's not a lot of it, so they can charge whatever they want. William LaRue Weller is another one that we have. It just won 2019 World Whiskey of the Year. You can't find this anywhere you can find it here you can come here and get it as long as you're a whiskey club member and then another one thomas handy we have again all of these are well upwards of i mean i think this, the least expensive one i found online was the handy and it's still 700 That's it. it's a bottle 700, right yeah we're not charging that
3: yeah thank <laughs> we, you we, we appreciate that <laughs> we
2: pay what you know we are supposed to pay and we mark up what we're supposed to we yeah. you know you might find some of these in Atlanta and you know pay fifty dollars sixty a hundred $200 a shot and we' you're, you're not gonna pay that price in Watkinsville um, we're a hidden little gym
3: yeah one of, the, one of the most impressive things that I've found about being here and I'm a huge fan I, I come here a fair amount is with the bourbon list in specific and your other whiskey list is really strong too but the bourbon list is it's Almost unparalleled anywhere in town. Um, and when I say in town, I mean the Athens area. I mean you're the only place I know of that routinely has Weller's Antique, the 107 on the shelf. You have the the foolproof uh, Weller's. You have uh, the whole line of uh, Stags. I mean, it is really e. impressive. Taylor's. Yeah, Taylor. You have a. I mean, it is a really impressive bourbon list, and the food is fantastic as well.
2: Thank you. We definitely try. <laughs> That's, you, that's the first you step. You do try. You do. You, you guys out there, if you want to open a restaurant, the first step is just try. Effort. Effort, effort. is it's the first effort. step. Maximum it's effort. effort.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, I think I can speak for all of us. Yeah. Uh, having a liquid that you drink and you feel different after you have it is a good way to do a podcast, and we appreciate y'all hosting us Thank and sponsoring us this It is
2: transformative. It is transformative.
0: I am my best me. <laughs> I'm a better me as we go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, seriously, so thank you. So so Pub on May, I have to say, again, this is my first time here. I am legitimately impressed. And I am impressed by, well, I'm generally kind of awestruck by the world and all of its joys and beauties. You know, I feel like we should all be happy if we just opened our arms to all the possibilities of the world that uh, land us on a daily basis. But I am doubly impressed by being here today. So thank you for letting us come by. Thank thanks you for letting for... us do this. And uh, thanks for uh, being an awesome
2: place. Absolutely. Thank you guys for coming. Please come back. We're happy to have you anytime.
3: Time. Awesome. It's the Pubble, Main across from the courthouse in downtown Watkinsville.
2: You can't miss us. We're a big old house <laughs> yeah. on Main Street.
3: Look for the people playing cornhole yeah. and sitting in chairs. and probably for... probably still my kids. Yeah. So <laughs> Yes. <laughs> for... Well, thank you, Sarah. We appreciate it.
2: Thank you, guys. Cheers. Did we do okay? Was that okay? Oh, I think so. No? You did great. You.
3: I wasn't worried about
1: you. I just wanted to give you what you want. I have a double I bourbon. That's, I'm good. That's
2: what I wanted they're going to
1: they're gonna dock us. my pay because I didn't talk as much. I'm yeah, really excited exactly. about that thing. No, thank you.
2: <laughs> Dang
1: it. Um, okay, so now, so yeah, so, so, I'm back. So yes, I'm
3: still uh, here. Yes. So now that now that we're now that we're done uh, paying for Scott's liquor bill, I don't mean that pejoratively. I mean yes. that in all the love and respect I can. There come really like, are
0: no cows. Here. This is wonderful. Yeah,
3: well, I'm glad you find the no cows wonderful. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, look, let's talk about the macro stuff. Let's talk about the philosophy. Let's talk about uh, coaching changes, transfer portal. But most importantly, let's talk about Prather Hudson going into the transfer oh, portal. It's a wheel. dark day. It is a dark day. That was dark big on Twitter
1: day. this afternoon. For We're actually WSLS podcast Twitter. Well, yeah. Up. I mean,
0: I think that we have long been uh, members uh, d- driving the Prather Hudson train. Uh, and, like, listen, I think good for him. He's a graduate, so he can go wherever he wants to. I think that he made some good special team plays this year. I think that I think anyone like him hopes that by, like, your senior year, maybe you'll you'll have busted through and get a little bit more carries that is obviously not happening in Georgia so I, I'm curious where he goes it feels like this is a uh, uh, there's going to be a game where he's going to score like a fourth quarter touchdown for like a Sun Belt team in that la or that b- a Big South team in that last weekend before the uh, uh, the end of the regular season, and we're all going to be joy- glorious. All I know is a uh, Praether Hudson jersey. Uh, if anyone out there, wherever he transfers, wants to get me a Pryor Hudson jersey, I'd be very honored and happy to have it.
3: Or you could go to Ohio State and be a husband.
0: Oh partner. my God, those are things that could happen. <laughs> yes, yeah, and then we'll and yeah, who knows how he's trying to. Uh, uh, he's he's well, you know, sorry. Well, is that too dark? Is this well,
1: not the right time? Yeah, tone? we're we're not going to get there. Uh, but yeah, one of the things I read about. Him was all the accolades from the current and former running backs. Sony Michelle had one of things man. to say yeah. about yeah. him. They love him. Yeah, they love Look, him.
3: Look, the guy's a he. He is everything you want in uh, somebody. Well, I mean, remember when Sony was here? He was a scouting player. And he's everything you want. Right? Shows up, works hard, plays this role, knows this role, and when he got opportunities to play, he gave one hundred percent. That's really all you want.
0: When, when you give, you give a, uh, uh, a new human victory cigar. Uh, yeah, moving forward. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, so we, we have cigars for the winner of Waitin Since Last oh, yes, that, yeah, so we're so yeah, we're getting there. pick yeah. yeah. So
0: um, okay, so macro stuff. Uh, before we get into like Pittman and some of the ch- and uh, and some of the changes that have happened, um, I feel like we should probably close the book a little bit on kind of what happened this week. We don't have to go. We don't have to go down the rabbit hole on this. Uh, well, I mean, not to put too fine a point, we got our asses whipped. Yeah. Uh, yes. And but more to the, also they got their asses whipped and the other asses whipped in the way. In a way that was not surprising. I think sure. that's the way to play. I agree it would, with that. It would be surprising to me if they lost that game
1: sixty-three to thirty-four.
0: Yeah, like they lost that game the way that you exactly kind of the way you would think. imagine the way you would have thought. Well,
1: you felt like it was either going to be a close Georgia victory or what happened. Yeah, basically.
0: And even when we like when you put out paths for Georgia to win this game, it required everything going perfect. It
1: required. I knew it wasn't wasn't going to happen after the battered ball and he gets a sixteen-yard scramble for a first yeah. down. Well, it felt that way.
3: I knew it was going to happen when Tyler dropped the first pass.
1: Yeah, yeah. I that's mean, like you got to give you're right. credit.
3: I I mean and that's something a lot of people like oh call this i'm like yeah it was easily his best game plan it's just i mean this is the one time where you can come and talk about execution in the post-game press conference and it's actually no one's getting thrown into the it's plain to see it's real right um and talking about some of the macro stuff and and this might maybe this will transition us neatly into that um i because i hate myself went back and watched some (laughs) of the game um I noticed something that was uh, that I'm going to go back and look at. We ran a lot of really simplistic, easy-to-defend patterns in our passing game. Uh, it seemed like we were forever running to the boundary side, like running every receiver to the boundary side, um, everybody cutting to the boundary side when we were on the hash mark on the right or the left. You're, you're cutting the field in the half. You're causing the defense to defend half the field. And when you have a quarterback who is, or receivers who can't catch the ball, aren't catching the ball, aren't, aren't getting loose, and you have a quarterback who is struggling with accuracy, you're just making it easier on the other team. Which leads me to a question that someone asked me today. Um, any idea who the passing game coordinator is? Do we have one? We do have one. He's also the wide receivers coach, and that's Cortez oh, Hankton. Hankton. And I'm not. I'm. But understand, I am not calling for Hankton. I'm not yeah. no, by nothing. I by no means am I doing that. But it's worth it. We do a weekly podcast about Georgia. We had no idea the right. Game do we right. have a passing game coordinator? Yeah. Our struggles seem to revolve around the passing game. And I, as a simple blogger who has time on my hands, or a podcaster who has time on my hands looked at and saw that some of our passing schemes were really simplistic at least in the sec championship game it leads to some of the questions that kirby smart's probably asking as he thinks about what's next for the offense i don't for a second believe and i, I love the quote that he adds like kirby smart doesn't care about okay. man ball kirby smart cares about winning football games on um, a lot of people read that into coley is gone and whatever um, For the
0: record, I don't think that's happening.
3: It doesn't feel like it is. If yeah. it is, it's going to be after the February signing yeah, day. No. Um, but, but whatever. I, the, it, that boils down to this. It's like, if I'm seeing it, Kirby's seeing it. Um, people that Kirby trusts is see, are seeing it. And Kirby's making plans around
0: that. It has to be, right? I, I don't... And if he's not, I mean, he's, well, not, he's the, not going to be here long. Well, this is the question, right? Is... The fundamental question that I think, and I, I don't think it is binary as it does Coley come back or does Coley not come back. I don't think that's fair to Coley. I don't think it's fair to Kirby Smart. But the, really, the fundamental question, and you saw this in Andy Staples' piece. You saw this in every response to this. Is everyone is screaming you have to do something with the passing game because A, it looks better. obviously needed, but B also, here's an awesome example in LSU, a team that could not figure this out and brought in an actual passing coordinator as opposed to passing game coordinator slash wide receivers coach. Bring in this guy. Changes uh, burrow and changes Entire the Entire trajectory of the program. Yes, across the board, coming in and do that. People want Kirby Smart to do that. Now, they would not have necessarily okay. said... Would they have said that three years ago? Like, LSU is this big example right now of saying, look, all you got to do is just loosen up your game. It is not that simple. And two, uh, I think that... If I uh, have correctly read, uh, uh, watched the personality of Kirby Smart over the last three or four years, he is not the type of dude that's like, well, everyone in the media and the fans are telling me to do this thing. I guess I better do it. (laughs) So to me, this is the fundamental. This is why to me this is such a pivotal moment. Because what this really is, is everyone saying, you have to do this. Isn't it obvious? Isn't it obvious that you need to do what Andy Staple said in that piece? Right. I have to tell you, I would be surprised to see Kirby Smart... Say, oh, okay, you're totally right. Mm-hmm. We need like a it's air raid time. It's time to go. Crazy. He's that's not his personality. Yeah, he's not, he's not bringing sirens and a DJ out to the practice. Yeah, so like to me, that's that's what's fascinating about this. And we'll see what happens. You're right. The signing day is kind of a pivotal kind of point in that. Do
3: we have any stud wide receivers committed? Um, I, you know, it's it's interesting you ask that because I don't really pay. I'll pay attention to signing day. I mean, I'll pay attention. Maybe on but, the day of the signing. But those signing day this right, year. Right. Like, I mean, so I couldn't really say.
1: Well, that's what bit Georgia last year was those guys. And maybe maybe it's the problem with the timeline of everything because I'm not sure that Kirby anticipated Ridley and Hawk Holloman, not Holloman. Holloman, uh, I still want to yeah. mess he's up. He still
0: didn't anticipate Holloman.
1: Hardman. Hardman, Hard- Hardman, not he's, he's Holloman. Pretty,
0: oh yeah, Hardman, Holloman,
3: yeah. Hardman. Yeah. Hardman he, he anyway. saw. And then, yeah. and
1: and then Holyfield. See. I don't right. think he anticipated all of those guys turning pro, and even NADA.
3: Yeah, and I think so. You're but,
1: hoping that that doesn't bite him with that whole timeline,
3: I, but that that kind of goes against the re, reload, not rebuild narrative. Uh, uh, that's part of the job description. Part of the to job be description. Able to be prepared for that stuff. Um,
1: it, but but i um, Would you let me ask you this? Would you categorize Kirby's lack of wide receiver development the same as Mark Ricks' lack of offensive line development?
3: If it continues over year to year, yeah, yeah. but well, h- we're not there yet. Yeah, here's the thing. Um, also, Pickens
0: is awesome. He's he just is a awesome. freshman. Pickens uh, is
3: awesome. He's a freshman frankly i think blaylock's awesome a freshman i think kears jackson had he not broken his hand against vanderbilt would have had a good season and then of course cager was a was out of nowhere but injury prone. and i mean you know the numbers back that up from was in the mid mid to lower 70s on passive percentage when cager played the games cager played he was below 50 percent in the games that he did not play
1: it's like it all stopped after florida
3: um well it wasn't going great right before uh, when Kager was out after the the South I mean, it was out before, Carolina. Right? Yeah, right. It was right. Right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but you know the 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 other part of this issue, and I guess there's no easy way to dance around that is Jake Fromm's regression. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt, there's regression. I mean, he had a statistically he had a season uh, a little below what he had last year, not quite what he had the year
0: before. Um, but it's the tale of two seasons, uh, two halves of the season at least. Um, yeah, but I mean, like even. I mean, this is the question, right? Did the offense struggle because Fromm was off or did Fromm struggle because the offense was Oh, It was definitely was a chicken or egg thing. And <laughs> for me, on one hand, I agree. And so you talk about that with kind of the way the play calling was. Those are play callings, the, the, the way those, those passes to the side and the slants, those are play calls of someone that doesn't trust yeah. what's happening. Yeah. So that feels to me, that's the problem to get solved. It's not so much Fromm is bad and hopefully he'll be good next year. And that's why it comes back to this larger question is now the line is drawn in the sand for correctly or fairly or not. Everyone, not just Andy Staples. But fans of Georgia are all screaming at Kirby Smart, fix the offense. Look what Orgeron does. You're better than Orgeron, aren't you? He's just some local guy from Louisiana. That you know, to be fair,
1: I had never heard of the term passing game coordinator till like a year or two ago. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing.
0: But what that was, and you wonder if this is a new model of coaching or if Kirby is right, this was Orgeron saying, I... Let you not let give up. I give up. You do what you want to do. Right. Does that sound mm. like something in the personality of Kirby Smart at all? And it doesn't mean it doesn't well, mean Og- he,
1: Ogeron was trying to save his career because he'd already flamed out at a couple of places. Well,
0: that, but that's the thing. Is so does is Kirby Smart coaching he's not there yet? I don't think. Uh, but is he is he feeling any hair on the back of his neck? I, it, it's a good. It's a great, does it require him to do that to make that sort of change. Or should he do that? Like that's what's so fascinating about this offseason is the because I have to tell you the idea that he's bringing in Luke and the idea that Bobo is not coming here. When I would assume that if they wanted to get Bobo, they could have gotten Bobo. To me, that's, maybe that's not true, but it certainly seems like Georgia, if they really, really wanted Mike Bobo to run this offense, they would have gotten him. Yeah, I think so. So I think Coley's going to come back and be the offensive coordinator and because Kirby trusts him, and that's the guy he brought up there, and Kirby Smart does also not like to admit that he is wrong. He might not be wrong, by the way, but this is where the line in the sand is now is now everyone's screaming at him to do something, and I, it doesn't look to me like he's going to do it. Now, if he's right, he can all sit back and say, I I didn't respond to you guys, I had a plan, I sucked to it, and look how it worked out. But if it doesn't work out, now it's not just the team's gotten a little worse over the last three years. It's a, there's this obvious thing that he should have done, which I don't think it's that obvious, but like... Naturally, narrative-wise, it narrative-wise, is. Yeah. it's totally this obvious thing that he should do. It doesn't look like he's going to do it. So uh, if the offense struggles again next year, then it becomes not just sure. why isn't Kirby winning uh, the the national championships. It's a why isn't he doing the obvious narrative thing that everybody wants him to do? And at that point, he does actually become Coach O, right? Um, or or he doesn't. And no, no. I
3: meant Coach O early in his head coaching career. Like Ole right? Miss. But Ole that's Miss what happened to Ole Miss, right? He he refused to. I mean, I mean, I mean. Tommy Tuberville playing with the offense. It's. I mean, there the history is with defensive minded coaches who, because they're head coach, like, well, I can, I I can do offense things now. Um, for the record, I think it is important to note that. I do believe Kirby wants to win more than he wants to be in control. Um, but I think there are there are demons there he is fighting. And the, the Better Angels don't win, a year
0: from now could be ugly. <laughs> um, better Angels is the wrong way to put it. But, like, I, I mean, it's personality-wise. Like, yeah. We would have not thought that Ed Orgeron would be the guy that would be like, You know what?
1: Take screw the, screw uh, it. Go do offense scroll, stuff. Well, isn't that what Les, got Les Miles out? Yes. Les Miles yeah. is a
3: great example. Yeah. Les Miles is a perfect example. Right? I mean, he, he had an Sminger before and fired him because he well, wound uh, slinging the ball around too much. Um, you know, the, the other interesting part, and I'm glad you brought up Matt Luke, is that he finally hired a former head coach. <laughs> um, I, I cannot. I mean, a
0: is he really? <laughs> f- former head coach. <laughs> and, and glorified interim I would say he was he wasn't an interim, but he was glorified. He was a transitional. Well, they were on
1: approach. probation. They just right. needed some kind of stop. And yeah. he was
0: a local guy, and they loved him. Yeah, but that's
1: not a downplay. I mean, that's just the facts. I, this
0: is not like hiring Mike Bobo. Well, no, I agree with that. I agree with that.
3: It's not like hiring Mike Bobo. Yeah. I mean, I think part of the problem with hiring Mike Bobo is that I I think Kirby was reticent to make... I mean, Mike Bobo is not coming to Georgia for anything less than an offensive coordinator position. No. Right? And... Do you have the conversation with Coley to make him co-offensive coordinator? Would Mike Bobo accept that? And then there's also was the point of, um, you know, Mike Bobo maybe probably wanted to help some of the guys who went with him out to Colorado State, uh, including former Georgia guys. Um, So you know you have to figure out what the soft landing spot for those guys are. Um, I'm I'm still not convinced, although although I'm growing more convinced that Coley's job is safe. Oh, I think Uh, so. but, uh, you know, I th- even if it is, I mean, we can – look, there's an entire world where um, the offense, regardless of who's quarterback, is totally different next year. Uh, there's also a world where we have the same quarterback and the same offense, and we may make the SEC championship, we may not, and it's ugly.
1: Do you think that there's an open competition between Jake Fromm and Carson Beck, the freshman, coming in? Mm.
0: Uh, it's hard to imagine. It's I, I. It's hard to imagine. I mean, for the record, look how much we've gone from. Is From going to come back this year? to, well. Wow, is he going to be able to hold off the hotshot freshman that's coming he's, in?
1: He's still rated top fifty in uh, the. Yeah, I mean the the draft boards. I'll put it
0: this way: if Jake From loses if, is in any da- if he comes back and is any danger of losing that job, everything is up for grabs. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, uh, to me, uh, Jake From was not good this year. He was Nick From way too much. But man, he's. I mean. He's still a three-year starter. Yeah, and he's a guy that came that 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 close to, to winning the national, national championship, championship and played one of the best games of his lives in both that game and uh, and the SEC championship game.
1: But is there a world where athletes backslide and they don't get it back? I mean, well, like, I mean like the golfer that can't putt anymore.
3: I mean, you bring up a good question about the um, about it, Does he have the yips? Um, if he does, I guess we'll find that out. But <laughs> the the. The, the hard part about it is that essentially what you're asking is someone that enrolls in January to learn the offense and gain the trust of the team and coaches in a way that they unseat somebody that has won 37,
0: and 38 absolutely football games, 39 football games. beloved by his teammates. Right. <laughs> like, like it's, I, that doesn't seem to me like any possible realistic scenario at all. I have, yeah, how many ball games has he won? A lot. Uh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. And so... That's the larger question, though. It's not so much. I'm not worried about Jake from being the quarterback next year, unless he somehow decides. And listen, he's still second round on some boards. Yeah, Uh, I wouldn't go at 35.
1: Yeah, 35 games. If I'm adding, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, But
1: I don't think anybody would call for him to not be the starter, but. You know, it's one of those things where when you have the year he has, it's just fair to if ask If he didn't the lose questions. his
0: job to Justin Fields, he ain't losing it to some freshman coming out of nowhere. That's a fair uh, That's a fair point. <laughs> Unless he's hurt. I'm not
3: saying he's hurt. I'm just saying if he's hurt. Maybe he is hurt. I haven't heard. You know
1: what was impressive, though? I thought he was out of the game uh, for the SEC championship game when he rolled his ankle, and then he comes back in. I, yeah. I mean, it shows you his grittiness.
0: Grittiness is awesome. This is what we love about Jake Fromm. The accuracy was just bad, man. <laughs> and listen, the— the receivers were not good but the receivers could not be good with the ball being thrown behind them constantly and thrown over their head yep. and that happened yeah, That uh,
1: sideline every- to yeah landers where it was there but he let him too much down out of balance, and things like that that happened on saturday
3: yeah i mean you can make the argument landers I, the, the ball was was a little too far out of bounds. Um, Look, the, the plays I keep coming back to. Probably the nice, one of the nicest throws he's, he's thrown on in the latter half of the season was the first pass to Tyler Simmons. Uh, and we talked about the importance yep. of establishing something early and getting the rapport going. Um, the rest of the throws on that drive were not great. One was behind a receiver. One was way above a receiver. Um, one of the interception throws he had was a... Um, he just underthrew the ball. Uh, and then one was... Uh, the 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 cornerback made a really good. Did Stingley
1: intercept both of them? Yeah, he did.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah I think he he's a freshman. Made, he made a really good read yeah, on the we're ball. Be very and, sick of him. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things. Yeah, I'm. Do you need anything? I'm good. Uh, no, I not Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you, Noah. Um, Huey. Huey. What's he called? Noah. I don't yeah. know. Um, you. You the guy that keeps bringing us bourbon. Um, that's why I don't know his name. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Look, when you look at the course of the season and think about what Jake from the decision he has to make really is can he improve his stock to what uh, 10 positions? Can he improve it 20 positions? And what does he stand to lose if he doesn't come out now? Because if he's projected second or third round, if that's another season like next year. Question he has to ask potential people uh, in in the league is what happens if he has the
0: same season next year? Where does
3: he go? And it's
0: not and it's not like there's fewer quarterbacks coming out next. year. No, next year Year's a is year. a crazy year, better
3: class than this. One. You'll have Fields, you'll have Lawrence, uh, Lawrence you'll have potentially Tua. You, you uh, may have Jacob Eason. You might have Jacob Eason. Um,
0: so you know you. have it. Imagine the draft where Eason and Fields get drafted above from. Well, Oof. I mean. <laughs> right, right now. Yeah, that totally would what happen. No, that would totally happen. I mean, maybe
3: not. Maybe not. Uh, maybe not. Eason. I think Eason will be
0: drafted. You think so? Right yeah. Well, just, they love his arm. Yeah. Not that Eason has had this great year or anything. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, so I think it, that that to me is the, is a the big question uh, uh, that we're going to be talking about all off season. Yeah. But I think I don't know when we're going to do our next show. But it is tomorrow. Ve- we're doing very, it tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> it is very curious. No, we're not. No, uh, we're not. For me to see what's going to happen. This is the this is the most pressure that Kirby Smart has been under as coach of Georgia. Now it is not hot seat pressure to any stretch of the imagination, but this is everyone's good. And it's not just angry Georgia fans on message boards. It's not just bring back Bobo. It is and it's not you know, hot take dudes trying to be like, George is boring, blah, blah, blah. Like, you've got... Like, it is a kind of a universally accepted thing right now that George's offense is not the type of offense it was. And maybe that's wrong. It's possible that's wrong. But that's what... That is the overarching... That is massive pressure that is being put on Kirby Smart. So if he faces it down and says, we're not doing that, and then wins, it won't matter but if it doesn't it will be doubly difficult if he is if he doesn't make a change and they don't win. yeah i think that's exactly right
3: and you know there there absolutely is a world where he doesn't change the offense and says you know what execution yeah. we, if we execute right this works but he is and, and that's not necessarily wrong yeah i'm but, not saying it's wrong but he is staking yeah. he's essentially staking being here 10 years from now yeah. uh versus not Probably not coaching when we go to Texas A&M yeah. If that's the case, especially if we don't Make the SEC championship next year Potentially if we don't win that CC championship yeah. next year And by no means am I laying out that Kirby has To win to stay um, I, You hit on something very interesting that I hadn't Thought of it this way, Is like, any fan base Is naturally going to be upset if you regress Year over year, year, over year. three years And
0: a lot of people can say, well, we didn't Regress, and blah blah blah, it's like, well we, we did. You can argue whether the team is better or it's not better. But the fact is, when you get to this level, right. and the next year you don't get as far, yeah. and the next year you don't get as far, I don't care how good all three of those things were, people are not going to handle it well. Well, and I will concede, and I also like something else you said. is like it did feel like
3: this team was pedaling as hard as they could this mm-hmm. year. Right? We were ringing the maximum, not on offense, but we were ringing right. the maximum maximum results out of strong defensive play, just enough offensive play, and good special teams at times. In um, in that regard, uh, I think you have to recognize, you know, was it Thomas and Rodrigo both their first team on SEC, um, and, uh, nobody on and nobody on defense, nobody on defense, which is crazy, yeah. which is also great,
0: but also speaks to, right, but yeah, what speaks, made the offense good,
3: right? Well, speak to the yeah yeah defense yep. um, so the defense good, but the. You know, when you sit down and try to figure out, okay, what what are we looking at for next year? The conversation has to start with, okay, who's going? Thomas is going. We know Rodrigo's going. Um, Swift. Swift, Swift is, going. is going. The school can only put forward five to the evaluation committee. What five do they put forward? No need to put forward Thomas. He's a first-rounder. He's, he's a consensus first-rounder.
0: He's a consensus top-ten
3: pick. Yeah, consensus top-ten. Do you put forward Swift? I don't know why you would. He, I think he's decided to go regardless. No. So... What five do you put forward to the evaluation committee?
1: Ben Cleveland, uh, if he wants to. Yeah. Is Jake. Isaiah Wilson?
3: Mm, uh, yeah, he's a he's a junior, yeah, or a redshirt sophomore. Jake Fromm. J- Jake Fromm has to be one of them, right? Richard LeCount. Uh, yeah, I think LeCount, but I mean, but how many of those guys are going to get here? And here's part of the problem is like they they used to say first, second, third, likely drafted, not likely drafted. Now it's first, second, um. I think it's like They only give you Three designations First, second Or um, Not likely First and second round yeah. Which means Agents can get in your ear Other people can get in your ear It's like oh, We think you're a third rounder You should go That probably happened With Holyfield last I, year I was just
0: about to say that uh, uh, totally.
3: And that's not He, he got bad advice
0: yeah. um, He also had a horrible Combine Like that's Well like he that, had a bad combine After the combine I was like Oh he might not even Get drafted uh, Yeah And that, he didn't That changed fast Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you think about who
3: who is who potentially could go, um, uh, the hard part is is if, if part of the conversation I'm having with if I'm Kirby is, guys, if you're if you're going to go, we need to make these decisions quick because right. we got to know who we're recruiting for. Yep. Um, I think they know they need a quarterback, uh, and Carson Beck's in the and they also saw I don't know some guy in California. I don't remember his name. Um, But, you know, I I think they recognize they need to draft. um, They need to draft. They need to sign wide receivers. And Kirby's always wanting to sign offensive and defensive linemen. Um, uh, It'll be interesting if LeCount goes uh, because he has come on strong. My personal opinion is LeCount probably could be a third-rounder, second-rounder. I think if he stays and has another year like he had this year, he is probably a no-brainer first-rounder. Absolutely. but you know, whatever. I'm you know, I'm not Richard LeCount, and I don't walk in his shoes, and I don't face the situation he
1: faces. Do you want to? Do you want to jump in? I have a little bit of recruiting. Yeah, sure. Stuff do you well, want? Are we? Are we kind of closing the book? The only on, thing is,
0: uh, where, where, How about Pittman? Is Pittman on that list? Or yeah. Are you talking, okay. Let's yep.
1: let's go recruiting then Pittman. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, and what was the question that Mark? Who's asked? Pittman?
0: Uh, Michael Crude? Pittman, former uh, Arizona Cardinals okay. uh, running Good. back, yeah. who was uh, a Marine. A Marine.
1: We had uh, Mark Reagan join us tonight. Oh, yeah. At the that pub. was also, he he asked had a great interest- question. Yeah, yeah. What, what was the question? You said you would remember it.
0: Yeah, the question was basically about the idea. That doesn't sound like me at all. Uh, a world where players did not have to sit out a year
1: right. to transfer, what players would go. Like, And he gave the example. He threw the
3: name of likeness in with it also. Yeah. Yeah. With,
1: uh, with Pittman going to Arkansas, if. if if the players that were loyal to him were available, just to pick up and go, also, which I, for the
0: record, I think would be totally fair and what should be happening because Pittman, Pittman can go, Pittman can pick up and go. Why can't they pick up and go? I mean, look, let's be clear. Other than the fact that I'm a fan of Georgia and not a fan of Arkansas, right. and Therefore, I'd be mad.
3: Pitt, I mean, look, Pittman first off was not the first pick. By all indications, he
0: called them and said, "I'm, yes, I'm sir. interested, guys," <laughs> um, as he should have, right? Um, it's a good job. I mean, like, an is a good job for Pittman. It's not a good job. It's a perfect But it's a good job It's a for Pitt. perfect retirement gig for him too. Look, he's How old do you think he is?
1: 58. You know?
3: he's 58. <laughs> right? I mean, What's he got I, I mean, he could position coach for 10 more years. Yeah. But if he's going to be a head coach, you want to go make this the big big money?
0: Yeah. Go make the big big money for 5 years and leave. Yeah. Retire. You miss Jamie Fish. Yeah. Good for you. Um It's funny that they're going back to Burt. Like this right. is like the Burt ball. And that's interesting. It right? that goes yeah. back
3: to Burt ball. Yeah. Um you know some people are mad because he um he did make a comment about you know you can't just hand the ball off and say sick him um uh which is interesting because it feels like he, having coach Bert, he's probably gonna lead the sec and in, in rushing this year and by rushing i mean rushing attempts but whatever um yeah he's he, he's got to pander to his crowd um it is an interesting question to see who the thing about who would go. I don't think any of the starters go. If you get anybody that is legit, yeah. But a uh, freshman?
0: If you're a freshman, if you're a freshman,
3: yeah. And you, yeah, Kate Mays, they got guys red shirting Why not
0: uh, off of that offensive line this year? Yeah. So yeah. Why
3: not?
1: Justin
0: Schaefer? Why wouldn't yeah. Justin Schaefer yeah. go? Yeah. Uh,
1: That's him right there. He's nice. Out. He's out.
0: Out. Deuces. Uh, but honestly, good for him. It's funny we talk about Luke. Luke, uh, of course, taking over for him. Uh, that feels Pittman's good. I feel like you like. Anytime your offensive line coach goes to leave to go coach another SEC team, head coach, you've got a pretty good offensive line, line coach. Yeah. So yeah, this is going to be hard to replace. But uh, as far as those go, bringing him in, bringing, bringing a former SEC coach, even if it was, I think an, it's a good one. I think it's a, it's nothing but a good
1: thing. Yeah. Okay, so uh, recruiting rankings uh, as it stands today, can you guess who's number one?
0: Uh, Alabama, LSU. Ohio State, Clemson. Okay. That. Yeah, it checks out. It's then, nice to see nice things happen to nice people. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, the
3: underdogs are finally mm-hmm. ahead.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, Alabama- They're so disrespected. <laughs> Alabama's currently second. LSU third. Ohio State fourth. Texas A&M fifth. Jimbo's getting it done, uh-huh. I guess. And Georgia falls in currently at sixth.
3: How, how many – you, did you write down how many commits each school has and what the average – Well, I just wrote
1: down Georgia has 15. They have uh, – I think three five stars. And
3: how, how about the schools in front of them? Because we have a, a, a smaller. Yeah. I
1: didn't. I didn't. Wrote, okay. I didn't get that deep into. Okay. It. Uh, I, I wrote down that there's only four from Georgia. Yeah. So they're recruiting yeah. a lot more nationally. Which yeah. I mean, you can read it. There, there's also a kicker, and there are three star kicker. Oh, Wow. That they've got uh, some kid from uh, Texas. For what it's worth, Illinois is uh, currently 79th mm-hmm. in recruiting rankings. They are well, that's
3: like fifth in the Big Ten.
1: But they're no. two slots behind Southern Cal. They're one slot behind Virginia Tech, and they're one slot in front of Boise State. Did you do this this morning or did yeah. you do this yesterday? this yeah. afternoon. Yeah, because yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I think they just, got, they just took
1: a – They're also three Missouri, spots yeah. in front of Georgia State.
0: Well, that's good. Well, like,
3: a lot of people get wound up about who's number one. Um, and the thing you want to be careful of – well, you want to be careful of two things. First off, you got to look at need. Uh, the second thing you have to look at, and as important to me, is what I always try to look at is what the star rate, average star rating, is. Because, you know, I mean, I don't know how many people Clemson can sign. I think Georgia can't sign but twenty-one but, or two uh, this year because a, a we had some graduate transfers, right. which naturally means you do have a cap on the number of points you can score uh, in this whatever this rubric is. Uh, but you know, if. You know, Clemson signs twenty six. That's four more guys that scores points.
1: The top two guys from Georgia, one is uh, a defensive end, Miles Murphy, committed to Clemson, and then the number nine recruit is Eric Gilbert. He's a tight end out of Marietta, and he's committed to LSU. So those are two guys that you'd really like to see going to Georgia, but maybe that's why we're, we're we are recruiting a little bit more nationally.
3: Yeah, I think Kirby. If, if
1: like we had, we had, we were in the running for Gilbert.
3: Yeah, if, if 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 look if you're tied in why I know. I'm not trying to be funny, but if you're tied in look at our offense, why would you come here? We're not throwing the ball at the tight in
1: Why you think going to Joe Brady.
0: One of the reasons the Luke Ford left, I have no doubt. was not just the DM the old grandfather. And
3: I and I don't mean that in any way other than to say thank you, sir. This isn't vodka. It's water. Okay, that's fine. Can <laughs> you
1: know, I just be handing you a glass
3: of Thanks, like, Yui. I, I would, don't know. You've got to
2: give me a hell of a lot more money. Okay,
3: fine. I mean, Will has a hell of a lot more money.
2: Hey, for the vodka, let me a
3: hundred. Well, I can buy my own vodka for a hundred. Um, so, you know, I think you, I do think you end up in a situation where you want to make sure that we are replacing positions of need. I think tight end is one of those positions, yep. uh, and somebody's probably yelling at the. Their radio right now or their phone about this tight end we're recruiting from somewhere in California or something that you're not uh, even aware of. That I'm not even aware of, but um, Looking the report's transferring back. He's transferring back, guys, coming home to mama again.
1: Okay, so let's jump into a couple of buy or sell questions. Uh, and these Wait, are, this is going to be a shorter show, yeah, because it's
3: hour and 20 minutes. The max. children
1: are running into the
3: street, yeah, it's, mine are, yeah. It's, Watkinsville, it's not that much traffic.
1: <laughs> so, buy or sell. We've, we've kind of already covered this, but buy or sell Matt Luke as the new offensive line coach. Real quick, just your quick...
0: Buy. Not an improvement on Pittman, but probably the best you could do after you lose a guy like that. I, I'd buy. I think a, a lot... People coming out, former players
3: coming out and supporting both Georgia and Ole Miss, former players coming in supporting him, says something. They were mad me. when he got fired. Yeah. They were very angry.
1: Buy or sell <laughs> Sam Pittman to Arkansas. I think we just covered that yeah, as well. Yeah, good. good for him. Yeah. Buy or sell Chad Morris Offensive coordinator At Auburn
3: That scares me I'll be honest I'll be honest Look look, I think I tweeted When Morris was fired It wouldn't hurt me To see Chad Morris Be an analyst for Georgia Um, That Gus Malzahn Went and got him Is a little bit of a coup For Gus uh, Because Gus's Offensive coordinator Went to to FSU right But Yeah That tells you a lot About what's going on A little bit What's going on Auburn though You know You got A brand new coach From So as a Georgia
1: fan You sell that you're not excited about it.
3: Yeah. If I'm an Auburn person, I buy it.
1: Yeah. You just got slipped a note?
3: Yeah, I close out the bartender at the end of the night. Gotcha. I think, I think
0: Noah Hugh Noah, is going home. He's end up crap.
1: All right. Uh, buy or sell Mike Bobo, offensive coordinator at South Carolina.
0: If I'm South Carolina, I'm pretty giddy about that. Yeah, I
3: think I am, but the problem is, it's like, Bubba doesn't have any more to work with next year than they yeah. had this year. Jake Bentley
0: transferred uh, to Utah. 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 Yeah. Uh, it's all about Helensky, but you better turn Helensky into the next step.
1: Didn't yeah. he hurt his knee or something already?
3: Thanks, Thanks,
1: Thanks ma'am. Uh, all right, we'll move on. Buy or sell Lane Kiffen. Head coach uh, at Ole Miss Guys 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 I'm
3: glad we brought this up uh, He has already started Boxing the nose Of Nick Saban <laughs> He has openly said I am looking to hire Any Saban Any Alabama Basically he said Any Alabama system to come to work for me I'll pay you <laughs> It's amazing it's, To watch him it's just, This is he's so
0: much more fun With Lane Kiffin It in. is
3: To watch him poke the eye Of Nick Saban Poke the eye Of Gus Malzahn The poke the eye Of Jimbo Fisher The poke the eye Of Joe Moorhead It's just going to be So much fun Over the next and even Four if he, years Until they, he
0: burns it down again Which yeah. is fine Not my school Yeah and even if Mississippi like gets killed, it's still entertaining. <laughs> like it's still fun. It's funny. I was on. I was on, uh, I was on uh, the Eleven Alive show that uh, Wes used to yeah. be on. I was on that uh, uh, the other night, and they were talking about Kiff, and they like, and they're like, and the host of the show. She said, uh, "She, said, I don't know if people like get along with Kiff." And I was like, "I don't care. What's These people matter? aren't my friends. Like, it's this is entertainment. This is sports. It's so much more entertaining to have that Mississippi is so much more entertaining." Then uh, th- now they have Kevin and they I, have been, since even Freeze was like piously and irritatingly uh, uh, entertaining. This is like a, this is balls to the
1: wall. It on, is. And the nuts. fact that he's in the West and gets to go against Malzon and Saban every year.
3: It's, it's a close awesome. of a perfect awesome. match of attitude towards rules and coach, if you can find, Did you, he's going you saw, everybody
1: out. saw the oh, yeah yeah
3: yeah get the, a burner phone, the burner and phone. he just looked at him like I got a burner phone <laughs> already. Um, the the is just like people like Joey Freshman like he doesn't have to use his burner name as Oxford. He can use whatever he can use his own name.
1: All right, moving on. Uh, buy or sell Mike Norvell, FSU head coach. I'm
3: gonna hold that. Um, there's something going on at Florida State that yeah. they just I don't know I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a uh, I don't know if it's like too many cooks in the kitchen or something, but I'm a hold. On paper, it's a good hire, but I'm a
0: hold. I'm gonna hold.
1: Yeah, I don't know much about him. Uh, buy or sell? Dan Lanning will be Georgia's defensive coordinator next year.
0: i will
1: oh, He's been rumored yeah. for some openings. I'll hold. Do a good job.
3: I think Kirby Smart wants him. He'll write a check.
1: Buy or sell? Eli Dink-a-wit, Dinkwit Dinkwit Drinkwitz to Missouri as his head coach as that, the head coach.
0: That guy's made a. He's made a quite the move. Yeah, it's wild that. You think Usually when someone Does something like that They've been there They've built up the program For like a long time He's been there for one year He pulled year. the
1: Willie Taggart Yeah Yeah. yeah.
0: And at, at State I don't know All, We'll see It was almost like uh, Missouri a, people are not Excited doing backflips about it Yeah And I kind of understand Like he is a Really Really Football savvy coach. Yeah. I mean they also have I think they have some scholarship reductions over the next couple of years. They do. So like there are there's stuff they need a X and O's guy. But
1: wasn't that still basically Satterfield's team before he left for Louisville? Well, yeah,
0: that's the thing. That's why you that's why you get an X and O's guy because recruiting's not like you don't know if he can recruit yet, but Missouri recruiting's not gonna fix it for yeah, you. Yeah. Like they need to like they need nuts and bolts.
1: And then finally buy yourself Greg Sciano at Rutgers. It is not. I was there. We that, talked about it a little bit. Yeah, in the last I was. One.
0: I lived in New York when uh, the Empire State Building famously went red after they after they won that their eighth or ninth game. Everyone got so excited. It is worth noting that those were entirely different circumstances than they are now. If he, they need. They are not going to treat him the way the Illinois treated Lovey Smith, but that is how they should treat him. It's going to take three, four years, and if they get in a bowl in three or four years, they should be elated. Unfortunately. That's not the way they're going to stream. They're going to expect them to get the top yeah. tier. And it's not going to work.
3: Well, and part of the problem that Shiano is facing is the uh, the president of the university was like, I'm I'm not seeing your demands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Shiano picked up the phone to call the boosters and said, "Talk to the talk to your boy. <laughs> He's screwing me here. And They got
0: a new AD too. So like they're just going to mess across the board, right? So if the president yeah. AD make it, Shiano has zero cover. I'm starting to think New Jersey politics is not functional. Mm. What, what makes you think that? <laughs>
1: Okay, and finally, before we uh, announce the fun office pool's winner, it's not me. We got SEC bowl games. I've got them in order, starting with uh, Friday.
3: No, are we going to do a bowl? Sure. Preview. Okay.
1: But I'm just you just talking about. Your, it. I I'm just trying. want your opinions. All right. So uh, on Friday, December twenty seventh, Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. It's played in Houston, and it's uh, basically a Big Twelve matchup: Texas A and M versus Oklahoma State. A and M is favored by five and a half.
3: I am so mad. This game should have been Texas, Texas A&M, and Texas refuses to play it. Yeah. Straight up refuses to play it. I mean, look, are we I'm making so, Texas? No, no, no. I just want your... I like college football. I like college football the day after Christmas.
1: The interesting thing is Texas A&M is all-time 17-10 uh, and 10 versus Oklahoma State, and they have not played since 2011. So huh. it'll be kind of a little reunion for them. So uh, then the next bowl is uh, Saturday, uh, December 28th, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. It's weird that that's early in the bowl season uh, it, this year.
0: I think you've got to do it, though, to to make sure yeah.
1: that the Nationals... Do you know what uh, LSU's favored by?
0: Uh, the line has moved out
3: some. It's 12. It's 12 now. Yeah.
1: All-time series, they're tied 1-1. One and one. The last time LSU and Oklahoma played was 2004. Okay. So, it's not... Is that a regular season game or Sugar Bowl? Probably a home-and-home. Home. Okay. I don't know. I'm guessing there. Yeah, it's then, uh... On December 30th The Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl Mississippi State Versus Louisville State is a Four point favorite Yeah,
3: yeah Good for them
1: And uh, Mississippi State This is interesting They're three and two All time versus Louisville But They're technically Or not technically They're five and oh But they had to forfeit Two games in 75 and 76
3: Back before They'd they played. vacated games
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the last time they played Will be two years to the date In the Tax Slayer Bowl Of 2017
2: in interesting State Louisville. If you're if you're
1: into boring matchups, you get another one this year. Capital One Bowl is played later that day. It's Florida <laughs> and Virginia first time ever meeting. Florida's favored by 13 and a half. That seem like a big enough spread. Yeah, I agree. Clemson just score again. Probably. And then on Tuesday the 31st, the last ever Belk Bowl. Pour one out. The end of the Belk for the Belk Bowl. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was little, very, very little well. Little shout t- out from the
0: Flying J truck.
1: <laughs> I think our kids are over there doing the the yeah. honk sign. Yeah, um, they are. Where am I? Wow, that kind of startled me. <laughs> Kentucky and Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is favored by two and a half.
0: It'd be Bud Foster's last football
1: game. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Where's he going? He's retiring. He's Good retired. for
0: him. He's gonna go. He's gonna go work at a Belk. It's just <laughs> the end.
1: The for both. You would think these teams would have played a lot. <laughs> More frequently They had in the past Their uh, Kentucky leads the series 11, 6, and 2 But the last time they played Was 1987 Okay Then you got uh, On January 1st You got the Outback Bowl You got Auburn And Row the Boat mm-hmm. uh, First ever meeting Between the, the two schools Which is shocking I think Auburn
0: destroy them In
1: that game Auburn's favored like by a could. touchdown They could And then you've got The Citrus Bowl I don't know why I'm laughing uh, Alabama versus Michigan mm-hmm. uh, Last time they played Was 2012 I think it was in a bowl game right. No That was in, in Arlington Uh, The series is tied 2-2. Bama's favored by 7.
3: Look, my instinct tells me Alabama houses them. Just straight up houses them. Alabama loses big we could start talking about being the end of the Saban. Uh, I
0: don't know. This feels like Michigan. I don't know. It feels like Michigan wins and everyone that Michigan's like, "Okay. Oh, really Tom got it. Brown's yeah. got it." And
1: that then, would be the quickest yeah. way for them to f- forget about the Ohio State oh, losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would forget be, about them, but they would get over them more yeah. temporarily. Uh, then you got the Sugar Bowl that night. We'll get into this a lot later, but yes. uh the, Who's thing, in this, that game? the <laughs> thing that struck me, I forgot how late of a kickoff that is. Oh, 8:45 p.m. Yeah. kickoff on the night after New Year's Eve. Yeah, it's a brutal. It's a brutal. Georgia's favored by seven. Seems kind of high right now. Yeah.
3: yeah, and just because neither team,
0: I mean, neither team are like dynamic offensively.
3: So,
1: yeah.
0: neither team is. real and Baylor's more excited to be in than Georgia, but this is not. This is not like Texas being like, all right, here we go. Yeah, like this is Baylor feeling like they, if they don't win, they'd be in the playoff.
1: And uh, they have played before. Last time they played was 1989, uh, and then the the the. The Slayer of Taxes Bowl is on uh, January second, and good old Tennessee versus Indiana. Tennessee has an all-time record versus Indiana of one and zero. They played in nineteen eighty-eight in the good old Peach Bowl in Fulton County Stadium.
3: Yep, I. It's possible I go to this game. My my in-laws are Indiana fans. Uh, this
1: should have been Illinois. I know it what should you were have waiting. been, but they go. lost a crappy.
0: They lost a crappy. <laughs> I don't think they would. I don't think they would have made it anyway. I think um, they would have had to beat Northwestern and
1: Iowa. Yeah.
3: Well they almost beat Iowa, did not almost yeah. beat Northwestern.
1: So um so yeah, Fun Office Pulls is over. Yes. No uh, no game this week. Yeah, I decided not to do the game, uh, frankly, because I just flat out missed it. But it's also
3: PL and our dog um, had yeah. like a four point lead, which is impressive considering it was uh, like one point
1: last week. Or he so. or she went hundred fourteen and thirty six six hundred and ninety three points. Yeah. Will Leach
0: twenty nine
3: went, I went
1: 109 and 41 661 points Tony Waller you went 110 and 40 with 676 points
3: Time must come, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm better I'm better at uh, confidence points.
1: And I went 101 and 49.
3: He is not
1: better at confidence 550 points. <laughs> <laughs> points. Yes. So the winner of the cigars. Fun Office Pools gets a nice cigar box from our friends at Southern Tab Cigar. Uh, Michael sent me a, a nice note inside, and with three cigars, it's got a little... It's got some flair inside. I'm not going to ruin the surprise. It's very nicely put together. So, uh, yeah, if you're ever in need of cigars, go and uh, check out Southern Tab. That's Southern Tab on uh, Instagram. That's the best way to get in touch with them. But, uh, yeah, so thanks, Mike, and uh, hope you enjoy your cigars, P.A. I Dog.
3: Hey, P.A. Dog should get in touch with you directly That's the website. That's true. You should, um, yes. you should uh, contact, send
1: yeah. a, an email, wslspodcast at gmail.com. Now we're going to get, like, five emails saying, like, I did." I'm, I'm P.A. Dog. I'm P.A. Dog. First one, first one to claim it gets it. right? Six collar. yeah. But yeah, that's it for this uh, this weird. So I don't we, know what we titled this uh, podcast. Well, we'll do really. a,
0: we'll do a, a bowl preview podcast. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and
1: then we'll do a Georgia preview.
0: No, I, th- I imagine they may be this. I mean, it's a holiday, so
1: it's yeah, hard, yeah.
0: We'll work. We'll, we'll figure
3: out a date. And so I am going to Indiana on the twenty second, uh, and we'll be traveling pretty much that entire week over yeah. Christmas. We'll out a date and we'll be back. back. Right before, right before the thirty first. Yeah. So, okay. I'm still in negotiations about going down to New Orleans. I really yeah. want to. Still can't quite get the timing to work out.
1: Yeah. I did notice that um, with my season tickets, I did not get SEC championship game tickets through the school. That's okay. You're fine. <laughs> I'm happy what
0: to did see. you do? <laughs> well, no.
1: you're fine. Um, <laughs> and i didn't order sugar bowl tickets but i got an email like uh-huh. a couple days later saying hey yeah. if you want you can order 10 additional tickets <laughs> he,
3: we being the uga did not sell their allotment yeah and yeah. it's going to be a, it's going to be a. I mean the tickets on stubhub are already significantly less expensive than they were last year yeah. uh, even at the end um, i
1: they, think i sold my texas georgia versus texas tickets for like 30 bucks a piece on stubhub you? last year okay
3: um, well last year this time they were they were running a buck fifty. You right now the the get in price is the mid sixties, or they were last I wait. Low. I'd yeah, wait.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. I agree. Um, well, guys, this has been fun. Yeah. Uh, makes,
1: thanks to the pub on Main. Great, great food. Main. Great food. Great food. Great they, wings. They great fries. Uh, Their French fries were excellent.
0: They were excellent.
3: They,
1: yeah. were, they were too good. Thank too
3: many of them. And guys, we have a bowl game. I want to say thank you to you two for uh, carrying me all season. And, uh, That's thank, not easy. Thank you. It's not. I'm um, substantial. <laughs> and um, thank you to everybody. Listen, hey, I, you know, I, we, we talk a, a lot about people coming and saying, hey, we had somebody do it tonight. Uh, Mark came tonight. Uh, it does mean a lot when folks come by and say, hey, I've come by. People come by the office uh, on a, a random but regular basis say, hey, um, I listened to you on the podcast. Yeah, I'm uh, little, sat and, I sat sat behind
1: out. a guy yeah. at an uh, SEC championship game named Brent goes by at coach g something on twitter but yeah he turned around and told me how much he enjoyed the show and I just I'm always gobsmacked when when people do that it's just it's so nice we do appreciate it, it, it because I mean, we're sitting in 45 degree weather, podcasting. Yeah,
3: yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, we will see some of you at the uh, state football championship game. Oconee County. Oh yeah? Playing Saturday afternoon, blessed at Trinity. 30, playing blessed Trinity at 4:30. Uh, you can watch on GP TV. You can watch my daughter Maggie march in the Oconee Marching Band, whatever they're called. She is a uh, she plays dog whistle, uh, p- uh, piccolo, and <laughs> plays the washboard. It, it plays the washboard. Uh, close to the cows, mm-hmm. and uh, but the, in all sincerity, thank you all for listening. It has been, well, it's been a hard season for UGA. It's been a fun season for us doing the podcasting. That's Absolutely.
0: right. And uh, everyone, uh, uh, we'll, and we, we, then we get to talk about basketball finally. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, the Edwards. All All right, everyone. Uh, go dogs. Go dogs.
1: And thanks so much for listening. We'll take some time off from podcasting in the next few weeks, but we should be back sometime after Christmas to preview the Sugar Bowl. In the meantime, Keep in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be there (laughs) 24-7. Something like that. Our handle is at WSLS Podcast. And good luck with all of your last-minute holiday shopping. And really, we just appreciate you interacting with our podcast. It's much more fun hearing your opinions, receiving your questions and comments. And the three of us are looking forward to transitioning into basketball and some more spotlight series as we head into year 2020. And that'll do it. We'll see you on campus Sometime soon. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and as always, go dogs.